welcome to Tales, Tunes, and Tom Fullery, starring Jerry Springer, along with Gene Galvin and me. I'm Megan Hills. We're recorded live in front of a brilliant studio audience at the Folk School Coffee Parlor in Ludlow, Kentucky. My daddy came home. And here he is, ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Jerry Springer. Oh. Oh. And to be in front of a brilliant uh, studio audience. audience. I'll tell you, I thought the last podcast was our most brilliant, but I'm... Starting to think I was wrong. This audience is even more brilliant. It's an impressive group. It truly is. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah. So, oh, I meant to ask you guys. Mm -hmm. Cincinnati Magazine came out. Mm-hmm. And what is this? We're the they voted us the best new podcast. Best new podcast. That's true. Woo-hoo! Thank you. Thank you very much. It's really exciting. And by yeah, the way, and that was some contribution I made. No, <laughs> You're not supposed no, to say that. I bought the entire building. <laughs> yeah. Knock it off. I'm paying for uh, their kids. Cincinnati magazine is an excellent magazine. Now admit it, you know, it's a, it's the magazine for the city of Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, Ludlow, Kentucky, where the Folk School Coffee Parlor is, where we're recording is across the river. So we're hundreds of yards away from the bank, the banks of the Ohio River, as the song goes. And uh, but every year they do this thing. It's their December. If you want to check it out and you're listening, it's their December 2015 edition. You can access it at CincinnatiMagazine.com. And they do this edition where they do the best of and a whole mm-hmm. bunch of categories. Yeah, and a lot of cities do that with yeah, their magazine. They do. Yeah. And it's very clever very how nice. they'll, they'll come up with categories that fit the times. They've been doing this edition for a number of years. Mm-hmm. So we got the best new podcast, and uh, we're very excited about that. And it's Heck just yeah. another kind of, you know, everything kind of Yeah, that came out of the blue, actually. When you called yeah. me, I said, oh, my God. So, yeah, that was kind of cool. And let me mention another thing. Yeah, go ahead. I, mean, I was going to go out and buy a new suit, but then <laughs> yeah, I figured I could couldn't compete There's with something this. I like about this podcast is we don't put on the dog. We come in here dressed casually. People, I'm, <laughs> oh, yeah, I come dude. in with some blue jeans on <laughs> and some cowboy pathetic. boots is what I usually wear. Oh. I just love that about well, he's no. driving no, the you bus, really, so. There's no nobody comes in with an ego. And they'll call me the night before. Do you think I should wear the blue shirt? No, yeah. no, no. It's pathetic. Sad, but I believe hey, by that. the way, we're also about to start live streaming. Now, those oh, listening yeah. tonight or today or whenever you're accessing this from our archives, uh, this isn't live stream, but we're about to start live streaming. And let's admit this. We, when we came up with this idea, we said, we're not doing, and all three of us did talk radio together. We did. Do you yeah. remember that? Air America. Did. Air America. I do remember that. You remember that <laughs> you were great, by the way. I was there. <laughs> and Springer on the radio. And uh, so we did this show, and that was like three hours a day, and it was always mm-hmm. topical. You were yeah. on the headline. And this is not that. So we keep cautioning ourselves, you know, make this a little more evergreen, hit themes, but not headlines. But then we can't control ourselves because we're all political junkies. We're all liberals and we want to jump on stuff. So we're going to start live streaming for that segment of our audience that wants to hear something. You know, if something happens on and we tend to uh, record these on a Tuesday 
not always, but typically it's a Tuesday. So if something happens on a Tuesday or the day before or a few days before, we're on it. And that'll get archived and that'll get edited, meaning we don't edit out any of the words, but we compress stuff. And David Pruce of Ambient Studios does his magic and makes it sound really good. And it does sound good. Thank yes, you, David Pruce. Thank, Thank you, you. But that... And thank and, and and thank you for making my voice sound deeper. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but he makes me sound I like Mickey like Mouse. This. Yeah, I know. So Hi, I'm uh, Jerry Springer. <laughs> right. That's really creepy. But anyway, that'll happen in the near future. We have to buy some gear. Who's your daddy? Ew. And, uh, oh God. Uh, this is what I'm we'll talking about. Out. I need a new part-time job. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so uh, that that is coming. Yeah. I want to say something here to uh, Megan and Jerry. Thank you. God bless both of you for backing off that stupid stuff that used to go on in this podcast where you would make fun of almost anything. Jerry, you'd come in every podcast oh, with some joke about elderly people who are losing their hearing. You twi- oh, and sometimes was- telling the same joke again and again. Oh. Jerry's never told and, the same and then, joke And then you switched do over. That. No, you stopped, and I appreciate yeah. that. Because i got to tell you, as the executive producer, the person that put together the business plan, yes. I'm what, the we one. We don't have a business okay, plan. Well, but I'm the one they come after. And it's, it's exhausting for me to try to continually apologize. And frankly, I Donald Trump lie to him. I just say, well, Donald you must Trump be listening uh, unwell because yeah. I don't think we did that. Then you started this stuff of making fun of people with, started with hearing impairedness. Then it was people with gout, that for was God's sake. Then shingles. I mean, remember <laughs> yeah. that, Megan? Yeah. He's yeah. Doing the gout was my bad, though. That was totally was my horrible. doing. No, the, the, the hearing aid, was, I wasn't making a joke. It was the, this older fellow walked in with his new hearing aid. Uh-huh. And he said, <laughs> no, he's bragging about it. He says, this is the finest hearing aid money can buy. I, I mean, said, yeah, what kind is it? He said, four o'clock. I'm going to throw you through the window. I hate you. Now, I'm going to tell you <laughs> why you. that. I'm going to tell you why that is actually offensive. Thanksgiving. Yeah. On Thanksgiving Day. Yeah. My cousin Mike and his wife came over to my home for oh, Thanksgiving. Wrong with his hearing my cousin Mike is because of his age has lost a lot of his hearing. In driving over here. They got stopped in northern Kentucky. They're from Ohio, Cincinnati. I live, my wife and I live in northern Kentucky. They get over into, <laughs> they get over into Kentucky, and they were stopped because he was speeding. Yes. It was a woman police officer, yeah. you know, not a big deal. A woman officer working on, uh, happened to be working Thanksgiving, and yeah. Mike rolled the window down. And she said to Mike, I'm giving you a ticket for speeding. He turned to his wife and said, what'd she say? And his wife said, she's giving you a ticket for speeding. And then the police officer said, I need your driver's license. Turns to his wife. What did she say? (laughs) She needs your driver's license. He handed her his driver's license. The police officer said, you're from Ohio. I know lots of nice people from Ohio. And he turns around. What did she say? And his wife said, she says you're ugly. You're an ugly man. That's, he, that's why that's not funny to make yeah. fun of people. Take advantage of hearing this. Why would you do that? No. So yeah. when you make those jokes, you make fun of my family. And that's yeah. just not And I, and I feel right. bad. And I certainly apologize for that. But speaking of wives, I mean. Yes. Thanksgiving, we, you know, we visited uh, my sister and, and yes. we had a wonderful Thanksgiving there. And, and frankly, it was nice because I'm on the road so much here. I got to spend a wonderful uh, 
you know, night with my wife. And, uh, well, you know, we, to be honest, we, we got intimate. And, uh, oh, wow. I mean, that, wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That podcast. Is, no, that's. David, tw- can we take care of that? No, one? that's. Yeah. <laughs> that's now 12 years in a row. And, uh, <laughs> but my wife talks no. after sex. No, seriously, uh, you know, last night she called me from Cleveland. <laughs> so, oh, my God. So, no, I have to tell you, dear, I asked you to come in with some new material. That's actually not bad. No, it's but just, let's tell the no. truth. Jerry, Jerry, let's pull the curtain back here yeah. like the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> Jenna, your personal assistant, probably yes. went on the Internet and got that joke for you, didn't she? No. No, I got this Henny Youngman book. <laughs> no one remembers Henny Youngman. No, that's good. Hey, hey, uh, 74, yeah. Hey, here's something. This thing, we have this, uh, what would you call it, a promotion. And it's really cool. It's Would You Like to Date Megan? Megan Hills, our uh, teammate here. Mm -hmm. Do you call after? <laughs> no, I mean, after the show. No, that, that's not the I'm right. I'm serious. I need to talk to somebody. This is going and, and Megan, real bad, real fast. Megan is not married. Not she married. doesn't oh, have a, a steady boyfriend. She liked, uh, she's enjoying life and dates yeah. guys. Mm-hmm. And, and no, she doesn't use Tinder. That's insane. That's, no. So, uh, anyway, we have this promotion. It's on our website. You can go on our website and it says, Would you like to date Megan? You can click on there and you can. Uh, Fill out a form online, send it in, and we are vetting people, and we are going to set Megan up with a date. The guy's going to come in from wherever he is. We have somebody we're about to talk to from Denver, from Denver, Colorado. Is this one married? We asked this question yet. The the last one that we (laughs) had actually came in here, and he brought his wife with him, and they both got that. That didn't go well. That didn't go well. That was my show. That's right. <laughs> it almost was. But anyway, this uh, is uh, Michael Alexander. He's from Denver, Colorado, oh, and Michael, he would like yeah. to date Megan. And what I'd like to do is have us talk to Jerry, you and I, yeah. and we're oh, going to we'll vet, vet like, We're going to vet yeah. him because oh, yeah. we are not letting anybody get near Megan unless <laughs> yeah. they are worthy of Megan. Yeah, and, and she must like feel very runners. confident that you and I are the ones that are well, vetting. I have she no confidence in this at all we whatsoever. We couldn't pass my vetting. No, really. No confidence. Really. Well, yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying I mean, you, on that. Yeah, yeah. If you're so, breathing, you qualify. Yeah, right. oh so God. do we have Michael Alexander on the line? <laughs> or at least recently. Yes. You do. Hey, Michael, how Hi, you doing? Mike. Hey, Mike. This is Gene Galvin. and just is... Say you it again. There's that laugh. Oh, he's breaking up really bad. Uh-oh, oh. where you're breaking up here, Michael. Well, you s- passed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good enough. Count it. Sounded Stick. like he was breathing. <laughs> Stick <laughs> with us, Michael. We're going <laughs> to... You know what? Honestly, I'll take it. That's good. <laughs> we may have a uh, imperfect connection, but hang on. We're going to ask you some questions, what Michael. First of all, him? thank you for participating. Yeah. You're in stiff competition. There are a lot of people who want to uh, participate in this promotion. Uh, Michael, <laughs> tell us first a little bit about yourself. Uh, I am from Illinois. Uh, I lived many years in Kentucky. Seems like an amazing uh, person that I would like to get to know. Very nice. And we agree with you. We are uh, protective of Megan. Yeah. Uh, we uh, here's something I Michael. Pro- what are your intentions? <laughs> yeah. Let's get. Let's cut right to it. 
Do you, is you, this uh, on air? It or sure off? is. It is on <laughs> air. This, is, this could be our last show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so welcome. I would like to, uh, you know, at least have a sit-down dinner with Megan. Oh, that's cool. Okay, and Michael, you know that in, at that sit-down dinner will be my wife and I. And I will be wearing a ball cap with a GoPro clipped on. And I will be recording the entire date. Uh, you're cool with that, I and take he is, it. And he is being 100% honest. May also wear a GoPro. I like it. So he's going to have a GoPro recording me, Megan, recording you and him. Oh. I, listen, Jerry, I'm, I'm moving him up higher on the list. I really like this that. This guy is moving up he, there. He's yeah. a little passive aggressive. <laughs> yeah. And, now, Michael, married. let me ask you something. What I would like to ask you, Jerry, we like, we've asked you this before. If you could tell us for the year 2014, Jerry and Michael, what your gross income was, please. <laughs> Jerry, you go first. Let Jerry go first, Michael. <laughs> Because it's uh, my, I, I'm, I'm, I'll say my income is. And Michael's answer was, and it's a good answer, Michael, not enough. Okay, so look. Oh, no, that's, that's, that's humble. That is very that's yeah. a humble. Yeah. You're answer. not a gold digger, are not you? At all. No, no. no. Megan is not. Megan, yeah, I'm not Megan after has you. Yeah, she, Megan has her own job. Yes, I do. Yeah. I don't. Now, yeah. um, Here's here's my take on this. I think that he's a humble young man. I like the idea. He how wants old to are get, you, Michael? We didn't even yeah, ask that you, yet. <laughs> you are a great veteran. Uh, yeah. I am. I'm currently 38. Okay. Uh, I will be uh, 39 here. What's your I age? am the extreme father to a an amazing an amazing dog. Oh, you have a dog. Oh, he has a dog. Do you <gasps> like that, Megan? I have a dog, yeah. yeah and, and look, even if you guys don't have sex, your dog's going to have sex, baby. Oh, for the love of yeah. God. Well, no, I'm not saying that anybody's going <laughs> to oh. have sex. Listen to this. Holy Wait, cow. hold on. No. Oh, I my said, gosh. I said they're not. I, Jerry Springer, <laughs> am embarrassed. <laughs> Does that hey, make Jerry. sense? <laughs> How is that possible? I was talking. Megan? Um, <laughs> yes. And I see that she is an amazing an amazing single mother, you know, to a dog. Okay, yeah. well, he, he sounds, sounds like a, nice a great guy. guy. Oh, he sounds like a great guy. And, yeah. All right, Michael if you're Alexander. you're a mother to a My- dog, are you therefore a bitch? Oh, Jerry, come <laughs> on. No, a dog. A, change a, a dog. No. <laughs> a female dog. No, no. Yeah, I'm just, well, technically, oh I guess I'm, the answer I'm is yes. I'm using medical terms. <laughs> you're using medical terms. Those are <laughs> clinical terms. Hey, I Michael, agree. let me ask you another question, because these guys are failing at everything <laughs> right now. <laughs> so, like, how tall are you? What color is your hair? Like, come yeah, on, guys. Yeah, for crying out loud. We were Looking at the soul. Okay. You were 5'11. Th- uh, I have strawberry blonde hair. Got any ink? Do you tats or anything? Or I have uh, a couple tattoos. Oh, and um, ha- have you been in prison? And if so, did you date while in? <laughs> oh, see, no, that, no, that's a ridiculous point. Well, Michael, you don't have to answer that. No. Tracks. At least not the first part. I mean, the second part. If we're vetting, it's a fair question to ask. Do you not even Google people before you bring them on this show? For crying out loud, you can find these records really easily. Yeah, we got to do a record search. All right, let's hear it for Michael. Thank you, Michael. I think he climbed. Thank you, Michael. Thank you.
I think he's one of the finalists. He's a finalist he as nice. far as I'm concerned. Yes. How do you feel, I, I really, In all honesty, I think he sounded like a really nice guy. Okay. Oh, oh I yeah. know. How, how and, pathetic and, is this? And Megan, <laughs> I apologize. And he's one of the two who called. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Half of which wasn't married. <laughs> Megan, I apologize on behalf of Jerry oh, for geez. making the crack about the dogs and the sex and all that <laughs> stuff. Oh. And all that inappropriate stuff. I apologize for that. So, uh, oh, geez, hey, I want to ask you something, Jerry. Now, yeah. Look, we got to shift gears hard now yeah, we because are. there's yeah. something here that's not funny at all. Yeah. And it's almost like there's been a rebirth of hate symbols in America. Oh. Yeah, you would think we were done with all that. Um, but I noticed because some conversations you and I have had that you've spotted some stuff that's kind of ugly and disturbing and uh, flesh that out a little bit if you wouldn't mind. Well, it's also educating. Uh, a, a couple of weeks, I mean, how it all came about that, you know, I mentioned to you, gee, it'd be fun to, not fun, it'd be good to talk about this issue. Several weeks ago, students at Princeton University, um, African-American students, were protesting uh, the fact that their School of Public and International Affairs the, is named after Woodrow Wilson. Uh, Woodrow Wilson, obviously the president of the United States back from 1912 to 1920. By the way, he was president of Princeton University. And in the field of education, it ought to be said that he took Princeton, which was then kind of a very small rural college. I mean, you know, nothing, not on the map at all. And he turned it into this great, you know, University. I mean, when you talk about the great universities, it's Harvard, Princeton, and Yale, you know, and, and that. And so he made this great university, established incredible standards for higher education that many universities around the country have followed ever since. So he was really in the field of education. Forget what he did as a president, but in the field of education, he was a trailblazer. And then obviously... Uh, he's considered one of our great presidents. One got us through World War One, and then pushed for what then was the League of Nations and ultimately then the United Nations, but pushed for a world body and was one of the great forces that after the First World War said that we ought not to punish the, quote, losers of the war, because ultimately we will pay for that. Let each nation have self-determination as long as it's free and democratic. And so if you just knew that about him, you'd say, well, why wouldn't you want to name a school after him? Why wouldn't you want to name everything after him? One of the greatest presidents we've ever had. But the protest is because Woodrow Wilson, part of his history is that he was to put it bluntly, a racist. You know, he, he said wonderful things about the Klan. He was a Southerner by birth and had a tradition of, of racism in him. And he even, he moved America backwards in terms of the government. He actually purged African Americans from the federal government, from good positions that they had. Remember, this is the early 20th century. And he, they had gotten these positions through civil service exams, et cetera, particularly in the, post, in the post office, and he actually had these people removed. 
He didn't think that blacks ought to be in charge of departments giving orders to white people. And his views, and I got to be well-versed on this just by several months ago, coincidentally, reading a wonderful biography of Woodrow Wilson. And I hadn't known this, and I'm reading this, I'm saying, oh, damn, he's awful on race. Not just, well, a product of the times, but really affirmatively being negative on African-Americans. And so the African-American students now at Yale, at this School of uh, Public Affairs and Public and International Affairs, and the students are also living in a dorm that is named after Woodrow Wilson as well, they say they object to this. And the defense given by those that don't want the name of the school changed or the name of the dorm changed, they said, look, that may have been part of his history, but he was a great president and he did otherwise wonderful things in the whole world. You know, you know, say that he did that, but don't take away the honors that we have given him. The people that are defending Woodrow Wilson are saying he was a product of the time, which is a defense you often hear, well, back then. And then I started thinking about the controversy we had last year or in recent years with the Confederate flag. And the people that are defending the Confederate flag and say, well... That was those times. And all the, which had, before they seceded from the Union, were Americans that, you know, gave their lives in the war, and we want to honor the dead. They fought bravely. And I guess my thought is, if you pay respect, or if you allegedly want to respect people that did something in their time, then you also have to respect our times. And in our times, we have seen the light. And we have seen that there is no consistency between the idea of America and racism, slavery, segregation, using the N-word. And so a lot of our forefathers owned slaves, you know, Washington and Jefferson, et cetera, and Jefferson even had children by Sally Hemings. Um, a slave. And what I'd like to say to all of that is you can recognize the history, the good and the bad, but recognize the whole thing. And if this generation of Americans say, you know what, we don't want to teach our children that it's okay to honor people that were racist, that in this day and age, we realized how wrong that is. So we're just saying, no longer are we going to name the school after that because according to our values today, that is not something we honor. If the people back at that time wanted to honor him, well, that was that generation. Today's generation, no. The Civil War was fought to keep slavery in terms of the, what the South wanted to do. Why do we honor that? If it was someone in my family... I might be able to respect the bravery of the poor relative that died in the war, but I don't honestly think that that was a good thing he fought for. And that doesn't, that's not being disrespectful of anything. It's saying in times you learn that, you know, when people did things that today we view as bad and should be viewed as bad, I'm not going to honor that, you know, You want to honor someone for being brave? Honor someone for being brave. 
But the Confederate flag stands for one thing. It stands for the battle to keep slavery. And that's what it is. And that is the most un-American thing you can think of. So we shouldn't be honoring the flag. Look, Woodrow Wilson, a liberal Democrat, other than on the race issue, I would have said last year, if you would have asked me, one of the greatest presidents ever. I loved his worldview. It's wonderful. It's progressive. And he was. He was one of the founders, leaders of the progressive movement. But we, those of us who are white, can't be callous to what African-Americans are feeling about their history. They have had to bite their tongues throughout every, every celebration we've had of America. They send their kids to school and learn about all these people, but whites wrote the textbooks. And we have just glossed over some of the horrible things that has been the cancer in our soul. This is the greatest country on earth, but boy, we have had real problems on the issue of race. And you know it's true, because why else would African Americans be saying it? Why else would African Americans be protesting other than it was true? There's no, I can't see what the other reason for doing it isn't like, oh, if we protest, we're going to have a wonderful time getting beaten over the head and thrown in jail or whatever, or having people shoot at us. If, if someone's crying, crying out and feeling hurt, you don't say, uh, you have no reason to feel hurt. You have no reason to cry. You don't say, you don't even say that to your own child. If your child's crying, say, what are you crying about? No, the Someone's hurt. That's why they're crying out. And we, those of us who are white, who have gotten everything, you know, in part, well, much of what we have is because of the sweat and the work and the sacrifice of African-Americans throughout our history. And we got away with getting a lot of good things that African-Americans built and we didn't even have to pay a lot of money for it because we didn't pay them anything. We kept them as slaves. And we kept them down more with our welfare system, which says, hey, by the way, parent, you, you're not allowed to work. Otherwise, you lose the welfare check. And by the way, we're going to put you in lousy schools and we're going to everything. And we're going to build these ghettos and pile you all on top of each other with very little chance of making it. Unless you got a good jump shot or you can sing like Beyonce. That has... That has gone on for years and years, and we have to be sensitive to it. So the answer is when these college students are protesting and saying they feel uncomfortable with honoring someone who promoted racism in the government, then I'm saying, you know what? I'll listen to them. They're hurt. Life goes on if we change the name of the school. I can still recognize Woodrow Wilson, who I thought was a wonderful president other than this issue. I'll still honor what he did with trying to get the United Nations and all of that. I'll still honor that. But I'm not going to say to an African-American, you stay in this dorm that is named after a guy that didn't even, wouldn't even let you in the school, by the way. And when an African-American applied to, uh, to Princeton... He said, no, 
you won't be welcome here. Go to another school. And that's, you know, my thought about why on these issues that come up, we can't just slough it on, oh, there's another protest. There's a guy. You know, it's this callousness, which is very un-American. Let's grow. Let's always say, hey, you know what? If what we did in the past was insensitive, let's change it. And let's honor the change, not the history. That's good stuff. You're a, give you a sincere compliment. You're very, very well read. And I always appreciate it sometimes when you share stuff with uh, uh, us, that, mm. a book I hadn't read. Uh, and I always like to balance that kind of compliment with something that shows the other side. So I'd like to draw out of you one of your most embarrassing moments, I think, in your adult life. And I'd like to add. And that's all the time we have for today. So thanks so much for coming by. I know it happened because you told me it happened, and I thought it was so wonderful. I'd like everybody else, maybe the whole world, to hear about it. Wasn't there a time when you were traveling with your, I, Mickey, your wonderful Jeez, wife, She's the Mickey. one who called me from Cleveland. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Wonderful, wonderful that person, Mickey. One medal. of my best friends. A medal. <laughs> you got that right. And weren't you traveling with her in Europe and you had an incident that involved a bathroom? And oh, some, that's uh, just Please share totally. that story. No, that's a wonderful story. That's please tell please tell that story to our listening yeah, audience. Yeah, Jerry, please. let's hear this story. Yeah. Oh, it's... <laughs> all right. And look, this was 10, 12, 15 years. We're, you know, we would go oftentimes... Uh, summer vacation in Italy and uh, I think we were oh we were in the island of Capri and and back then the fashion and I'm talking to you about fashion <laughs> yeah but <laughs> you you didn't wear necessarily tight pants the men's uh, uh, pants were kind of baggy okay okay in this so time th period that's important for this story okay <laughs> I don't know how I'm gonna clean this up okay so I go you know we finished dinner and Mickey says, I'll wait for you outside. I just said, I'm just running to, to the bathroom. And you're well-recognized in this era. Of yeah, because you're, you're Jerry Springer. How long? About 10 years ago, you said? Yeah. yeah. Well, you're Jerry Springer. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. you know, just went to a you know, bathroom in a restaurant like any other. And, you know, they got the urinals or whatever. Yeah. And you ever go to these, the men would know, the men's bathrooms. And above the urinal, there's, you know, like a newspaper or something. So Comment. while you're there doing your business, you're Comment. reading whatever. You're yeah. not paying attention. <laughs> Are you serious? Oh, yeah, us oh, great. He used to put the sports page up. What? It was pretty popular. Oh, yeah, really? You're yeah. kidding. No. Oh, no. You I'm didn't know that, really? Well, guys, no, guys, really guys about to me. I really, truly didn't yeah. know While you're standing there <laughs> yeah, at the sports urinal, page is common. you know, to try to discourage you from looking at the next urinal over. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? There it is. That's what? the reason. That's not why got him to tell the story. Why are they <laughs> doing it? Because I don't want people like you looking at me. No, I'm there. I'm just reading. I'm not, and I'm not paying attention. Yes. Well, I don't know how to make this as delicate as I can, but. Apparently, <laughs> apparently, <laughs> allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, it's well, I, <laughs> I didn't pull it all the way out. I didn't know that. So I'm going and I'm reading and all of a sudden, oh, <laughs> you got a mess. You, you got you a mess here. Oh. oh, my entire pants are just drenched. You peed on yourself? He peed on himself, Megan. Well, I, Megan, that's I pretty much it. I thought it was out. And... <laughs> now. I love okay. this story so much. Now, yeah. what do you... <laughs> okay. Good. 
after you finish laughing, you're a guy. Now what do you do? Yeah. You're Your wife away. is standing up. My pants are just sopping. <laughs> yeah. Did she walk what away and pretend Hey, by the way, weren't you? they like khaki, so they're really yes. noticeable? Yeah, they were. Those That's really khaki. noticeable, Megan. Oh, it was That's horrible. your worst nightmare, Megan, if you're a guy. <laughs> khaki pants. So now, now this will you'll appreciate how quick thinking. First of all, there are the guys in the bathroom, so you can't even, what are you going to say? <laughs> and, you know, and they're going, hey, Jerry Springer. Are you yeah. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> So I'm hey, waiting for the I'm other guy you. to finish so he got oh, it was horrible. <laughs> now, suddenly, I see a sink. So I'm thinking, uh, my story's going to, so I kind of quickly go over to the sink, and I throw the water all over my shirt. <laughs> all over. Like the sink, sink spray <laughs> exploded. And I had water all over. So it was all over my shirt, man. I just threw water on me. The guy's looking at me like, what the hell is wrong with you, here. It's real hot in here. And I go outside and Mickey says, oh, my God, what happened? I said, honey, I'll tell you later, but right did now. Did you tell her the truth? Yeah. You t- <laughs> She's still with she, you? Yeah, she says, you are getting old. Aww. Let me. Uh, Aww. Let me mention something. That's a good story, though. We we are, and I, I appreciate. Oh no, it's great. As it could be one. the best one yet, and we, uh, uh, the the Jerry Springer TV show, <laughs> tweets. They have a, you have a huge following yeah. on your TV show, and so they tweet uh, once oh, a week. Oh my God, this is no. going to be on oh, there. Can. Oh, the tweet has to be. You got to listen to this episode to hear how Jerry wet his pants about ten years Hashtag ago. Peeing in Italy. Oh my no, God. NBC will fire me. Vote. Wouldn't you vote for that? That that gets tweeted. Absolutely. Hashtag. That's automatic. Hey, by the way, uh, we finally go. We, <laughs> that's right. Because of my bladder what... problem. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we got That's Dead Man String Band with us tonight. And by the way, Dead Man String Band is a one-man band, and it's Rob McAllister. And here's what's really cool about what he does. He mixes kind of old-style roots guitar playing with punk rock mix blend stuff with some roots blend. And by the way, as I'm learning more and more about modern folk music, because Jerry and I came from folk music back in the 60s, it's really been influenced in modern times by punk music. And I didn't know that, and I'm kind of learning that. So I'm really looking forward. And uh, Rob, if you would start us off with a song, please. Sure thing. This one's called Cinder Block. Some 
conversations about you So I tell her Yeah, I tell her That he grew tired of you And you crying, baby, too Went down to the river with those deep waters in the black blues The cops are asking for an That's a Dead Man String Band. And by the way, uh, Rob, your f uh, first album is out, I understand. It's uh, titled One, right? Yeah, yeah. And people can get it at shows and uh, online as well. Website is deadmanstringband.com. He's also got a Facebook presence, facebook.com forward slash deadmanstringband. Uh, tell us a little bit about where your inspirations come from and where you're playing are you largely playing in the greater cincinnati northern kentucky area yeah i just started uh branching out i've been playing a lot a uh, bit in tennessee <clears throat> and in april i'll be doing uh wisconsin down illinois through missouri up tennessee through kentucky again cincy ohio and all that so yeah, um the tour i'm from like southeastern indiana so like that's my original stomping ground so it's like i can kind of finagle my way through indiana and then uh work my way out you know did you come from punk rock in the past? Metal and punk, yeah. That's I mean, that's where I started out. And then I was actually doing like road management for friends and um, just watching this one friend of mine who can finger pick, you know, Travis picking and like that Appalachian style yeah. stuff. And, uh, you know, kind of had him on a pedestal because he was playing in front of like 3,000 people a night. And I was like, well, I can't do that. And then um, <clears throat> by chance, I, you know, finally ventured into the city and met Pat Kennedy uh, from Red sure, Cedars. Red Cedars. It did and, our opening song. And just watching all those finger pickers. I mean, that's how I learned how to pick like this. I've only been doing finger picking for about two years now. And nice. Then, um, and Dead Man String Band's about a little over a year and a half old. And yeah, I kind of feel uh, semi-naked on here, like not without my drums. I actually have like a full drum set at my feet and actually wow. an electric guitar that's, uh, it's, pretty weird like i have a friend that says it looks like a science experiment but there's like a guitar amp nice. <laughs> there's a guitar amp and then the bottom three strings actually play an octave down like a bass so my thumb is doing the bass line so you get a bass guitar full drum kit and vocals wow people can hear that online and on yeah. your website yeah uh do another song for us would you will do appreciate it this one's uh, titled already gone and this just as a background thing i write kind of based off how he would write because uh i don't know if you saw yet this is dead man <laughs> this oh mask here well you can't see that but that's a uh, kind of a halloween mask it's very cool yeah it is uh i wear that every night i mean okay it's pretty uh gnarly but at yeah. this point but yeah uh, so this is written from his point of view not really mine so <laughs>
tallest tree that you find Take my body, put it in a sack Throw it in the riverside Cause it won't make no difference When it's all said and done I'm already gone Baby, I'm already gone Don't love me like I do you when my whole paycheck's spent Cause it won't make no difference When it's all said and done I'm already gone Baby, I'm already gone Listening for the words you say in between When you cussing me and it won't make no difference When it's all said and done, I'm already gone Baby, I'm already gone Dead Man String Band, Rob McAllister. You can hear his music at deadmanstringband.com and uh, where you can hear his debut album entitled One. Uh, good job. Can you take us out on Irene Goodnight, the old Lead Belly song? We appreciate it. Jerry Springer's going to jump in too. I do 
I love it till the sea runs dry But if Irene turns her back on me I'll take morphine and die You've been listening to Tales, Tunes, and Tomfoolery Recorded live at the Folk School Coffee Parlor in Ludlow, Kentucky. Thanks to Patrick Kennedy for writing our opening song, and to you for listening. Check out our website at jerryspringer.com. Sometimes I live in the country, and sometimes I live in Sometimes I take a great notion to 